Hey you guys. Well, I wasn't sure if I would get around to recording this. I want to call it a reading. It's not a reading. A podcast episode for the full moon in Taurus coming up on Halloween. That's the easiest way for me to remember it right now. I am supposed to be do a reading, doing a reading for someone right now, a written one. And I've been driving around and I literally just did the same loop in my car four times and I get pretty car sick at the best of times. Not usually when I'm driving myself um, and add pregnancy into that as well. And um, basically I drove in this loop four times and just made myself feel really sick and haven't been able to park up at the cafe where I wanted to go because my laptop needs charging. So I'm going to sit in the cafe and do the reading there. Um, yeah, haven't been able to achieve that. There was no spaces like within walking distance either. Parking is such a nightmare and I think it's just like half-term madness. All the schools are off at the moment in the UK. So I made myself feel so sick that I've managed to find a space like way out of town and pulled over and just shove loads of food in my face. And it made me think, full moon in Taurus. <laughs> because Taurus is all about our physical body, the way that we nourish ourselves in a sense, um, the way that we take care of our physical body and the things that we put into it, the things that we put onto it, the kinds of clothes that we wear. Uh, it's a very material um, and sensual, zodiac sign it's fixed earth so it's excuse me <laughs> it's very um fixed in its ways it doesn't really like change it knows what it likes and i've got to admit when i'm feeling car sick i know exactly what i need to do to <laughs> kind of start coming back from that feeling it's a bit overwhelming sometimes like um i don't know if you guys experience travel sickness or just any kind of sickness it just takes you off to another space i think sometimes and your head kind of starts wandering and you're like oh god and basically i need crisps <laughs> to uh bring me back down and it's my very taurian thing i don't like certain types of crisps it has to be specific crisps but thank god i had them in my bag and um I am kind of coming back down from the experience now and it did just yeah I did feel it was a very Taurian thing to be needing desperately to put food into my vessel to keep it working um, and to look after it and I think you know I've been reading up a lot about my own chart lately actually um, in the hopes that it will you know, we go through periods of being very proactive about doing work for others. And then there's quieter times when it's important, I think, to be um, self-reflective and introspective. And I've been doing so much reading of actual books, you know, physical paper books. And it has been such a pleasure. And I think <clears throat> very much during Mercury Retrograde in Scorpio, this is a really... Scorpio activity because I've been I haven't just been reading any old thing I've been reading copious amounts of astrology and by a fabulous astrologer she is literally like 
the most amazing person. Um, and she's called Claire Martin, and she's a British astrologer, I think. Anyway, she lives in, in England, um, in the south of England, in the most amazing house, actually, <laughs> which is another very Torian thing, very practical realisation of somebody's material wealth. And um, it turns out my mum... I was chatting to my mum, you know, the uh, astrology oracle about her. And I was like, oh, these books we got, they're amazing. So um, I think the first one's called An Introduction to Psychological Astrology. And they're on Amazon and they are just incredible books. They are so, so good. Um, I think the first one talks about the sort of basics. So houses, signs, planets and aspects. Then the second one... Um, I think goes into more detail about um specific kind of um big sort of aspects that happens in your life I believe um I can't remember I haven't been reading the second one I've been reading the first one and the third one and the third one so it's a volume of three um the third one is just oh my god I love it it's all about progressions and it's basically about using astrology as a timeline and a way of um, prediction. I think it's a really dangerous word prediction um, and it's not one I throw around lightly but it is interesting that with astrology you can get a gauge on what might be upcoming. So for example on my Instagram recently I've been talking a lot about the progressed moon and um, I think I put a post up a couple of weeks ago um, and asked for people's birth times, birth date and birth city. Um, and then I would, you know, calculate their progress moon for them. And I've never had so many responses to a question on my Instagram than I did with that one. Um, and it's funny because your, your moon is your instinctual nature. And... Um, you know, it's very much about me and what makes me comfortable and what do I like and where do I feel at home and comfortable and on, on, on a daily basis, what do I need to kind of top the tank up? And um, having a natal moon in Pisces like I do, sometimes I forget to top the tank up because I'm generally just kind of merging with the energy in which I have entered into. So when I'm cleaning houses, for example... I find it really difficult to take care of my own needs um, because I've, I'm very much in this kind of service role. Um, and so this is probably quite a common thing for a lot of people at work. And, um, you know, and also if you've got, you know, Jupiter in, in Capricorn, for example, like I have um, and a whole generation of us have. Um, if you're 36, it's quite likely that you've got this because Jupiter's slow, a slower moving planet. So um, it, it touches on a generation instead of just us as individuals. Um, and it expands wherever it is. And excuse me, Jupiter in Capricorn is very much workaholic. <laughs> Um, likes to be kind of um, the the dream dream builders really Jupiter and Capricorn because it's like exaggerating the idea of building something from scratch and slowly and steadily working towards a goal in sort of physical reality and um, yeah and I think 
you know, we can find that we push ourselves far too much and completely negate our own needs to the point that you might not go to the loo because you're so invested in the job that you're doing that you think, oh, you know, so the sixth house is all about service to others. It, um, this is like the Virgo house. It's very much like, how can I be of help to others? And I've been reading a lot about this recently because I have Jupiter in Capricorn in the sixth house. Um, conjunct Neptune as well, <laughs> which like is another, it just emphasizes the moon and Pisces need to merge. And basically my point is that you can completely forget about your own needs and um that's why i think it was such a i think i, I posted this um question about uh, your progress moon as well moon sign on a weekend and i figure that that's actually um i'm learning more about how these things work that's a better time to post those sorts of questions because people are in their moon signs during the weekends generally um if if they don't work weekends um, if you do work weekends, then your moon sign days might be um, your days off in the week, for example, or your, your downtime. So I think that's why it was so successful. But I think I had about 30 responses and it was really difficult to keep up, actually. Um, again, because I didn't have a sort of database of progress moon in certain signs, Um and so I was just writing them out every time and I didn't get that many repetitions, but I got a couple and um, I just thought it was so fascinating. I don't think there was a sign that we didn't cover, which is just absolutely amazing. I love that. So kind of multifaceted in like the the people that that follow my Instagram account, which is so cool. Um, I get a really good range of humans. <laughs> um Yep, so this Claire Martin book, the the third in the volume of um, Psychological Astrology, uh, covers progressed moon signs. Uh, no, it doesn't. It covers the progressed... Um, so I, I kind of started getting... Let's back up a bit. I started really getting into progressions and the idea of... Um, uh, like, fated astrology. And when I was pregnant with my son max who's now two years and three months i think um i got this really bad hip problem um which is a pretty capricorn thing as well isn't it <laughs> excuse me the bone the bone structure and the skeletal system so it was really bad hip problem which basically meant that i was disabled um I couldn't walk without the use of crutches for the entirety of the final three months of my pregnancy, which was horrendous. Um, it forced me to slow down, well, it forced me to stop, basically. Sitting was uncomfortable, laying down was uncomfortable. The only thing, the only comfortable times in my day were if I was in the bath or if I was in the warm swimming pool at the physio place at the, at the um, hospital because they were giving me... Um, yeah physio in the water uh, because it just takes all of the weight off your hips and that is the issue that if you get this um, pelvic girdle pain or um what's the other word for it pgp pelvic, pelvic girdle pain um there is another name for it now and i don't i think it's like a an updated version <laughs> for it but basically because of all the hormones in pregnancy you're ligaments all soften to allow room for this you know this growing baby and to 
prepare for the idea of birth. Um, not that I gave birth naturally, I had a cesarean section. But um, yeah, and so your hips can kind of give up a bit on you. And I do such a physical job that involves my hips and I also used to run a lot and um, just putting a lot of pressure on my hips. And when I was doing midwifery training years ago, we learned that the, I want to call it the basin, the hips are, you know, the whole, the hips hold up your entire body. You know, they hold all of your um, sort of very important internal organs. And it's really important to keep your hips um, sort of aligned and strong and healthy and there's so many things that we do each and every day that really put a lot of pressure on a a good kind of balanced hip um, placement so for example I used to like stand there and I would hip sit you know that thing where you kind of lean on one hip whilst you're standing still and I completely stopped doing that when I got pregnant this time because I was just like right I need to kind of nip this in a bud anyway I can't remember how I got onto this, but, um, oh, that's right. So when I was pregnant the first time, I got really into another amazing astrologer called Darby Costello. And she has an awesome book all about um, the moon signs. And in there is a section all about the progressed moon signs. And I just got really addicted to it because my progress moon... Okay, this does all link up. <laughs> oh, I'm so relieved. I was like, am I just waffling about my own stuff? It does make sense. Um, so my progressed moon sign when I was pregnant with Max was in Taurus. And so for the two and a half years in the build up to having Max, I think I got married, which is a very traditional um, activity and a thing that I have wanted to do for a long time. Um, and I don't think I was ever going to change my mind about wanting to get married. It was always something that I wanted. Um, we, like my husband and I managed to kind of, we, with the help of family and friends as well, put together a fairly decent wedding um and it's something that struck me this weekend because we were talking about these shoes that I bought is that it was very Taurian in the sense that my mum took me to London to get this like amazing fabric for my wedding dress and she was like you know only the best will do because I was like absolutely stubborn as hell that I was going to make my dress and I wasn't going to buy it because I used to make wedding dresses so it was like you know I need to prove myself to the world um so she was like you know at least let, let me buy you the fabric um so the wedding dress didn't actually cost that much money in the end i mean it was still really nice quality fabric and it was expensive but in comparison to what people pay for wedding dresses like it's just crazy isn't it but i say all that and then i <laughs> i had these savings at the time because i had a plan to buy a house another very Torian um activity you know material security and physical security and i've always wanted to own my own house and i still don't um so this is um a theme that is becoming stronger as i move into my progress moon in cancer at the end of this year which is very much about home life and yeah having the reassurance and the comfort of your own home um, and Cancer and Taurus rule motherhood as well, both uh, um, both signs to do with motherhood, Cancer being a water sign and Taurus being earth. So Taurus is kind of practical motherhood and supplying, um, you know, good 
quality things for your child, you know, good. Um, I was going to say stable. It's not a pony, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I might be giving birth to a pony in six months' time. Um, no. What do you call them? Cot. I want to say bassinet. I've got my American head on. I don't even know what a bassinet is. Is that a cot? Or maybe a Moses basket? Anyway. So a Taurian thing. You say you've got Venus in Taurus. It'd be really important to you to decorate your baby's nursery um, with all the highest quality stuff and in so it's really stylish and so that you know that everything works really well as well everything's quite practical um, and you know it's like a display your your financial success would be a display of your love in a sense um, so yeah when I was pregnant with Max um, this progressed moon in Taurus yeah and the wedding um, so I spent an absolutely ridiculous amount of money on my shoes <laughs> so again moon in Pisces Pisces midheaven um, moon conjunct the midheaven it was really important to me that my status came about through my footwear and Pisces rules the ankles and the feet and um, they were also blue like the most amazing electric electric blue which is a very Aquarian thing so that matched my sun sign um and this was a really important time for me to show my kind of I'd spent the the previous five years really working hard towards saving money um just earning as much as I could on minimum wage as well and just being that very like Jupiter and Capricorn I will you know commit and just work 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 and you know never allowing myself a day off all those sorts of crazy ideals where you just believe that you're invincible and you're like you know superhuman and that you can just keep going so anyway I'm in pregnancy my body <laughs> likes to tell me that you can't just keep going and that you have to surrender to the universe and trust that it will all be okay um but during these progress moon in Taurus years I really like it was so lovely to be able to buy myself this really expensive pair of shoes. Um, so here's a bit of a, yeah, I've probably talked about them before to be fair, but um, they're the ones that Carrie has in Sex and the City that she gets um, engaged with the blue Manolo Blahnix. They are incredible. They are the most beautiful things I've ever bought. And um, they hold such a special place in my heart. I think I've maybe worn them twice since the wedding but they just they are such a, a level of attainment and achievement for me and they sit in my wardrobe and they just make me so happy um so uh yeah and then so there was all this sort of material success um and status in that I got married I got to kind of create this wedding that I wanted and it was pretty much you know how I would want it to play out and we stayed in a really nice hotel room on our wedding night and we went on a nice honeymoon, which I never expected to be able to do. And, you know, all of these really kind of traditional things um, where we didn't have to worry about money. The Like whenever I've been on holidays, often there's a worry about money and how much we can spend. So when I went to Thailand with my husband for a month, for example, um, we were on a budget and that was really hard um, because I was expecting Thailand to be really 
cheap um, I went to India years ago and it was so cheap it was easy to live on a budget whereas Thailand I just found it more difficult um, and we were there for a month as well whereas India I only went for maybe two weeks or something um, so anyway, um, budgeting, another very Torian theme because they understand money. Taurus rules the second house. Um, this is where we find people's talents and their what they bring with them into this lifetime, a skill set and the way in which they can earn money. Um, I have an empty second house, <laughs> which doesn't mean that I don't have the ability to earn money, but it just means that it's not an emphasized point in this lifetime for me. Um, so I have Cancer and some Leo in my second house, and I find it really funny that Cancer rules homes and um, security and I clean people's houses <laughs> and um, I often feel like a part of the family as well because people are very kind and you know make me cups of tea and I know lots about their lives and they share things with me so it does feel like a very um, it's a nurturing role for both me and for the customers I think I think we both get a lot out of the exchange I like to hope that we do anyway there's customers I've been cleaning for now for four and a half years and um, yeah and even after the last time I was pregnant and went on maternity leave they still had me back you know nine months later which was really really sweet and hopefully they'll do that again this time <laughs> fingers crossed and touch wood and all that um, but yes, so that was my progressed moon in Taurus. And then as um, as we were coming up to the final degrees of Taurus, and I was reading this Darby Costello book obsessively, because I was like, why are my hips doing this? I don't understand. And often you can find in the astrology why certain things are happening. That's what I love so much about it, is that you can really investigate. And as I've said before, it's like a treasure trove of information. And it can just make you feel like, actually, it's all right because this is happening and at some point this will change and things will move on which is why I've been so committed to the idea that my hips won't do the, th the same thing that they did last time um, in pregnancy and they are already starting to go but I'm going to try and remain as hopeful as possible and they are a lot they are a lot worse on my work days but now my work days are less than 50% of what they were when I was pregnant the first time and I was working myself into the absolute ground um, whereas now I work two days a week on cleaning and then one day a week on astrology and I can kind of be in any position I want mostly for the astrology work you know I can lay down if I feel like I need to or I could be sitting or whatever I can be in my car as I am now watching the leaves fall down it's very pretty outside it's a very Taurian setting this is like one of the most well-renowned um I can't think of clever words today. So one of the poshest areas in Norwich, it's called Christchurch Road and it's got some top-notch houses on it. They are um, just all detached. They are like mansions. Um, they've got enough parking spaces in each driveway for like 10 cars. They've probably all got swimming pools and it's a tree-lined street and it's very pretty and one that well the private school that exists in Norwich is situated on this road as well so when I was pulling over into this parking space I was like um 
Yeah, I think I think I think I'm all right to to park here. I'll just you know keep my head low. You know, I feel almost like I'm not good enough to be here. That kind of vibe. <laughs> but it's a very Torian place to park. Um, top quality, <laughs> as I couldn't get parked at the cafe, which I'm going to go and try and do again in a bit. So, um, as I just oh god, sorry, I keep jumping back and forth. Get to the end of my point. My point was reading the Darby Costello book, reading about Progress Moon in Taurus, the physical body, and um, I don't have anything in Taurus, or I thought that I didn't have, other than just the uh, just the pesky little Chiron in Taurus. So Chiron is the wounded healer. It's where we really struggle with something in our own lives, but we somehow can turn that struggle, that struggle into healing towards others and can really relate to other people um, in terms of what that that planet and that sign hold. So um, for me, I've had quite a few conversations with people actually on, on my Instagram account privately about um, Taurian issues and so Chiron in Taurus being wounded in in terms of Taurian things so you know my wedding shoes for example that was a, you know a great expression of not feeling rude, wounded and providing for myself it was the fact that I bought them for myself as well that was really important to me the fact that I'd worked hard you know the Capricorn energy in me needed to work hard to to have that achievement um, but yes um Chiron in Taurus is very much um, a wounding in terms of one's attitude towards your own physical body um, and towards your ability to gain material wealth um, and if you have it or if you don't have it and what that and there's definitely a strong poverty consciousness um, in my life and I think I've grown up with quite a lot of that around me you know like no that's too expensive and um you know oh that's a bit frivolous and you know you can't you can't have these things and you must be humble and you mustn't ever earn too much money because that's a bit brash or something there's this thing about not earning too much money because it just is I don't know it, there's a really weird thing um yeah that goes down in the genetic history of my family about not earning too much money so there's always that in the back of my mind and there's me like being entrepreneurial and like okay so I'm gonna have this business and then I'm gonna have that business and I'm gonna earn loads of money I'm gonna do this this and this and then there's part of me that kind of holds back and it goes oh no you can't be too successful because that's just rude and garish and not modest at all and honestly it's crazy um but also Chiron in Taurus is the physical body as I've said and the progressed moon conjuncted uh, which means it's either well, it's zero to eight degrees um, a, um, orb like difference so basically um, as the progressed moon was coming up to my Chiron once it hit eight degrees of orb um, and started going down the seven six five four three two one. The intensity of experience was getting stronger and stronger, and that probably matches up with the time in which I then had to take extremely early maternity leave. And I had to, luckily at that point, I had savings, and so I had to live off savings for a couple of months. Um, and then my, you know, maternity benefits or whatever kicked in. Um, 
but yeah it was a really difficult time and I just couldn't physically work because cleaning other people's houses there's lots of bending and there's lots of movements involved and it is exhausting and um it was just so interesting because the the progressed moon was at exactly 27 degrees of Taurus, which my Chiron is 27 degrees of Taurus natally in the 12th house. Um, and which is, which is a very hidden house. It's the Piscean house. So it's almost like other people couldn't see what the problem was apart from the fact that I had crutches and that I was pregnant, but I could feel it on a very deep level, this pain, which I had never, you know, the suffering, the eternal suffering, um, element of the Pisces zodiac sign and the ability to empathize. I've never been able to, I just never had the empathy for people that were in um, constant pain because I never understood what it was like to feel that. And for me, it's really important that I um, can try, you know, I can I can say nice things and be like, oh, there, there, it must be really hard and try and imagine. But I think until you experience something for yourself, it's really difficult to imagine what it's like to be in constant pain 24-7 and have no relief for it because in pregnancy, you're not allowed to take any painkillers other than paracetamol, which does nothing because nerve pain, which is, so I had sciatica going on as well with this pelvic problem. Um, and nerve pain is one of the most untreatable pains that is known to man. And weirdly, I have a friend who has a similar um, hip problem, but for different reasons. And it's so odd because we're almost like astrological twins. She's three days different from me. And um, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing that with you. I know she'll be listening. But we often share... Um, very similar experiences and her hip issues flared up at this particular time as well and um yeah i just it gave me a whole new understanding for that sense of empathy that's a very piscean thing and you know wanting to make the world a better place and in you know suddenly i would start seeing people and thinking you know people that were disabled or something and thinking oh my god like are you in constant pain it is so fucking miserable. I was so miserable towards the end of my pregnancy. I was just so sad. I couldn't do anything. I had really bad heartburn. So I, it's not like I could just eat loads of nice food and make myself feel comfortable that way either. Another very Torian pursuit. <laughs> so when it came to Max's birthday and the day he was actually, you know, brought into this world, the progress moon was exactly on my Chiron and it was just completely nuts the way it was so specific to, towards this hip problem and um, there was worries about finances and yeah that was when I was really getting into the idea of the progressed moon and then we moved into the progressed moon in Gemini um, and so when I first had Max I was finishing up my degree um, which I only finished um earlier this year and the progressed moon moves out of Gemini it's been a very information fueled a um, couple of years since I had him and that actually really nurtured me which is again um, a moony um, 
the subject, the idea of being nurtured through your moon sign. And for me, what I really needed in these last couple of years was I started up writing a blog and um, just researching information all the time. I'm always on Google like, oh, I just need to check the answer to this. And I just need to check that. And I'm just going to text this person. and I'm just going to put the radio on and like have 50 million things going on at once. And it was really important to me to be that mentally busy. And now I can feel that energy waning as we come up to December when my progressed moon is moving into cancer which is far more homely and all about <laughs> babies and children so as much as this current pregnancy was a surprise and a shock during a crazy Uranus um, transit um, it doesn't it's almost like it, it's kind of <laughs> fated anyway because in the Darby Costello book about moon signs she talks of I you know it's very difficult for women to go through their progressed moon and cancer year and not yearn for a baby if they're in the you know childbearing years um, otherwise it's very connected to um, your physical home and where you feel comfortable and food people often put on weight during the progressed moon and cancer which god damn it i've started early so um yeah we'll see i should imagine that will be true for the next few years but then once that um couple of year cycle of the progress moon moves on into leo then those years will be all about you know me out there in the world having fun being a bit more selfish um, being creative and hopefully feeling slightly more um celebratory about myself once again because i'm well aware that the first couple of years with a newborn baby and toddlerhood is really challenging and i think the idea of having the progress moon in cancer is really convenient actually because i like the idea since lockdown happened this year i have come to terms with being a bit more comfortable in my own home and not constantly going out to seek um some comfort from from other other sources kind of thing you know like being comfortable and trying to find um i think having that progressed moon in gemini was like right we need to go out and we need to do this and i need to do this for my son and we need to make sure he's really busy and actually i realized that it's really important for kids to have a lot of downtime and to discover their own interests and they can't do that if you're constantly like throwing activities at them you know so anyway, that was a bit of a ramble. Um, yeah, so we've got the full moon in Taurus. It's taken me 33 minutes just to share that information. Hopefully there was some nuggets of um, good astrology in there, which will help you understand your own astrology. Um, and I'm still working on the astrology course, by the way. Um, and that's coming together nicely. And um, I've got a few readings on the go. But yes, the progressed moon is absolutely fascinating. And if you want to know more about that, then send me a message. Um, I'm going to try and do some progressed moon readings and put them up in my shop on Etsy um, so that you can get a, a flavour. Um, so when I put the question sticker out on Instagram about people's progressed moon signs, um, I just gave, um, you know, sort of like a bullet point, um, small list of, you know, what the year, the couple of years might entail. Um, but I'm going to be doing, offering a more in-depth progressed moon reading because what's really interesting is that Claire Martin does touch on uh, well, because this this third book in the in the series that I was talking about it was psychological astrology that she writes, um, 
it's all about progressions and like I said fated astrology and so she doesn't specifically talk about the progressed moon um, or she hasn't done so far maybe she does a bit later on but she does talk about the progressions of planets and things and there's also um, solar returns that we have um, which give a flavour for the year ahead so I don't know um, if many of you are into tarot but there's a tarot spread that you can do where you place 12 tarot cards um, going from the top um, you place them out like a clock and you go around from 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, um, all the way back around to 12 again so that you've got 12 cards for the year ahead and basically each card gives a um, a feeling for um, each individual month of the year and so the solar return chart is similar in the sense that you can track when your personal planets and your outer planets are going to be aspected um, by your progressed sun for example um, and it's just a really handy way of seeing what's coming up in the year ahead and I think when you get an idea of progressions be it lunar or solar or you know whatever you're looking at you can do it for all of the planets um the outer planets move a lot more slowly so we're experiencing those for many many years whereas you know the sun moves um it moves three houses um backwards i think that's right i think that's what claire martin says um each year so say for example this year mine is in the first house then next year it's going to be in the 11 10 i think it's the 10th or the 9th house um yeah because i think it's right on the edge of the first house this year so um Oh, why was I saying this? Sorry, there's, there's more cars parking here now. I felt like I had a really nice <laughs> setting and it was just you guys and me and the car and all these nice houses and autumnal leaves. And now there's more people have had the audacity to park up and uh, join our special space. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be offering the, uh, the solar return readings as well. Um, and why was I saying that? Uh, yeah it's just oh that's it um so when we're looking at progressions and returns and things like that it's really important that if we're aware that the the higher octaves of a sign for example um are what we're striving for but there's also the shadow side um you know so like for scorpios we're in scorpio season um then you know, the positive sides about Scorpio is that they're the researcher, um, they're sort of deeply connected on a spiritual level and, um, you know, very, very like psychically aware. And then the shadow side is that there can be jealousy, um, you know, um, deep kind of passionate hatred towards others um and you know really hidden sort of secrets below the surface it's that sort of thing and what claire martin says is that if you're aware of the shadow aspects and the lighter aspects then you can be far more intentional with how you spend your your um, progressed moon years for example or your solar return because you're aware that you might be more likely to slip into especially if it's the progressed moon um couple of years then because moon's all about emotions and feelings and if you're aware that you can 
it's possible that you might slip into these shadow elements um, and start expressing yourself in this shadow way. You can almost prepare and pull yourself back from that and, you know, try and focus on how can I spend this time in a more positive way and how can I turn this particular emotion into something that is more... Um, you know, kinder towards humanity and, and towards yourself as well. And I think that's a really, that's something really important that I've taken away the last couple of weeks from reading these books. It's just that we've always got the choice and, you know, it's easier said than done, that is for sure. Um, but I think if you're aware that you're prone to jealousy and you know that you can turn that jealousy into perhaps um, a more like physical expression, um, like, you know, like an exercise outlet, for example. So say you have strong planets in Scorpio and like Mars in Scorpio or Mars in Aries these planets really need these mars placements really need an outlet um for their energy because they're very highly energized mars um placements and they can move into the shadow side if they're not getting all of the physical kind of um exercise that they need and that kind of they need that intensity of experience and if they're not sort of proactively seeking to make their own reality then they might find themselves slipping into a, you know feelings of jealousy because it's that intense experience and the body will just or the um you know the soul just kind of goes into autopilot and is like choosing the shadow side because you've not offered it the lighter side if that makes sense <laughs> um yeah so full moon in taurus um, like I said, I haven't got all of the data with me. I th I've just I've wrote loads of really great notes in a notebook at home, and because um, I've decided that it's it's good to write stuff in a notebook instead of on my phone. And um, now all I have with me is my phone, and I don't have the notes on the full moon. What does this say? Um, I've got my notes on the super moon in Libra. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. That isn't the one, is it? That is a shame. What's this one? No, that's the same one. Okay. So, um, I do know that this particular full moon is, uh, actually I think it must be at about 8 degrees of Taurus because the no sorry yeah no that's right because it's always a uh, full moon is always exactly opposite where the sun is um, at that particular time of the month and a new moon is always exactly um, traveling with the sun um, so for example we will have a new moon in Scorpio coming up um, you know a couple of weeks after the full moon in Taurus and um, I'm saying lots of and ums aren't I <laughs> sorry I'm just going to turn these notes off because there's it's pointless having them open um, so yes I believe it's about eight degrees of Taurus um, I will post the exact details on my Instagram um, just to back this up and um, happening on Halloween and the time as well wait a minute maybe I can stop and add a section okay so I did find some notes <laughs> finally after scrolling through my phone eight degrees of Taurus is right so I should have just trusted my instincts and full moon eight degrees of Taurus 
and it's happening at 2.30 p.m. UK time, so adjust for your time zone. Um, so what we would look for is eight degrees of Taurus in your birth chart. Look to see which house that um, falls in, and this should give you a flavour as to where secrets may be coming to light. Um, it's very much a completion cycle of full moon. So um, look back to the new moon in Taurus six months ago. Where were you setting your intentions then? What projects were you starting then in terms of um, material security, uh, your physical body, the way that you like to nourish yourself um, in a kind of um, luxurious sense Taurus is very much about you know I want the best um, I want the best of the best kind of thing so you know the top quality ingredients of food and the, you know from the top quality um, you know providers of that food for example I'm thinking of like a really fine chocolatier or something from Belgium or um, Belgium or Paris or somewhere like that um, and um yeah then the full moon is a like a completion point so where are you completing cycles um be aware as well that it's usually a very emotional time a full moon it can just bring it just shines a light on our emotions basically um so look to see which house that falls in in your natal chart to see kind of which area of life may provoke those emotions um what's really important to say as well is that this full moon is traveling with Uranus in Taurus and Uranus is all about sudden shocks and surprises as I was saying about the Uranus transit I had earlier this year and my surprise pregnancy so just be open to the idea that Uranus can be a bit kind of pokey and a bit uncomfortable and a bit like you don't have a choice really it's just suddenly here I am and it's the the idea of Uranus is for kind of ultimate um evolvement really ultimate evolution it's ruled um it rules Aquarius um along with Saturn Saturn's the old ruler of Aquarius Uranus is the new ruler and um and it's also highly technological and very forward thinking it's funny there was um some Uranus in Taurus stuff going on like in my natal chart recently and we had a week where just all of this technology turned up in our house and it just came out of nowhere it wasn't planned you know and it was just like suddenly there were like empty cardboard boxes everywhere because all, we've had all this new technology and um and it's innovation and it's um sort of science and things like that and what's interesting is that when I went for my my scam my pregnancy scam I was so worried that something wrong, something bad was going to happen because there was all this crazy energy going on and Uranus was really strong and Mars and Mercury retrograde. And I was just like, oh my God, really worried about it. And the scan was absolutely fine. And there was a poster in the waiting room at the hospital saying something about a research trial in pregnancy for women who were under 22 weeks pregnant and I was like oh that's me let me send an email thinking nothing of it uh, just that I'm fascinated in um, research projects really and I think if I can you know if I'm viable to help then I would love to be involved and then I had a phone call that evening and suddenly I'm involved in this, um, what was it, asthma and um, eczema research project that the my local university is running. And it's just so interesting. I love being the part of a study. And then I was like, that's the Uranus right there is that 
it's science, it's thinking about the future, it's being involved um, as a group. Um, that's a very Aquarian thing, a very Uranian thing. And you know, it's just it's just so interesting to me. And it was so lovely to chat to the lady that was running the project because she's like, right, okay, so basically you get a free freezer. <laughs> again all this technology um and in which you have to collect swabs and things from yourself and then from the baby um you know as the baby shows up and then for the two years after it's um you know first born and then we'll collect the data and we'll we'll do this that and the other and i was just so fascinated i was like this is amazing because the midwifery for me years ago it didn't finish because i don't enjoy midwifery I find it absolutely fascinating um you know it stopped for other reasons but I'm still very much interested in childbearing and you know childbirth and being with women and supporting them through the process is a very intense experience and um I, I enjoy being involved in intense experiences you know I have all these planets in Scorpio in my fifth house so the way that I like to have fun is through intense experiences and um, I can also be very calm in a um, you know a chaotic situation and I can kind of remain calm and all that kind of yeah but just what, what I would say I would need in in a scenario where I'm giving birth is it for someone to be calm or at least pretending to be calm so that I can be the one that's losing my you know losing control and freaking out but anyway um with all that said I think I will wrap up this podcast episode which I didn't think that I would manage to get recorded there is now a pigeon flapping about outside my car inside the autumn leaves looks like it's having a lovely time and um I'm going to see if I, I'm not going to get this reading done now in this lunch break, but I'm going to go and see if I can get parked up somewhere and have a drink now because once again, I've depleted my energies just by talking for, well, 45 minutes um, uh, because I was too keen to, you know, give something back and, um, and you know, do some astrology. <laughs> And so I'm going to go and nourish myself now, probably with the finest hot chocolate that you can find in town and, you know, em by embracing that full moon in Taurus and enjoying some luxury. So take care, everybody. And lovely to speak to you as always. And I'll see you really soon for the next podcast episode. Bye.